Hello, everyone. Coming up this week, we're going to talk about Walt Disney World thrills compared to Universal Orlando thrills. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. This is episode 250 of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined along by my co-host, Rhino. Along by your co-host. Hello. Along by my co-host. And then back on the controls, we have Corey Fiescanaro. Hey, everybody. Hey, so we got a fun little episode here today based on a... Uh, Based on a thread started by a poster on disboards.com. You may have forgotten about that website. We talk about it every now and then, but not all the time. Uh, but yeah, in this case, I'm looking for more ideas of, uh, you know, evergreen episodes, as you will, uh, in between some of the news until at least uh, more stuff starts picking up. And oh, you know those Halloween houses are going to be starting to be t- – wow. Yeah. You know those Halloween Horror Night houses are going to start dropping soon. Well, we, we have that. I know uh, Bourne is getting very, very close to opening up, so we're going to have that coming up. Uh, of course, Dockside Inn and Suites is coming up with whatever oh, yeah, coverage we end that. up doing in regards to that. Plus, uh, you know, there's there's just a whole lot. Uh, we have to continue doing dining reviews in the park and such, so we have a lot coming up, but, you know, a lot of these in-betweens, you might be like, hey, they wore that outfit three weeks ago. Why don't they ever change their clothes? It's because uh, we're trying to do some of these evergreen episodes in bulk a little bit more, and uh, so so yeah, I went I went purging away, plugging away, I don't know what the word is, over on Disboards.com and uh, went specifically to the Universal Studios Islands of Adventure forums to, to look through and see if there was any ideas uh, to give me good episode ideas and any good threads to give me episode ideas. And this one I found, and I, I chose it ultimately because, uh, A, it reminded me of an episode that I did a long, long time ago back with my first co-host of the show, Sean Thompson, uh, what we did our series like this try that uh it's very similar this one will be very similar to that but uh you know of course we're gonna have to throw that crino attitude in as well with it and crino you didn't really give us some awards some fake awards to these choices as well whoever will win and uh, ultimately it was nice because one great poster in here nash smart guy uh, did all the work for me in terms of what was the comparison so we're not even going to say this is all this is all done by disboards. This isn't our personal opinions on the comparison. This is what this one poster kind of laid out in this thread here. So uh, that that's how we're we're going to to play this one. And you know, it's a just. I, I feel like this is a nice little. This will either come before or at the end of our our trilogy of Universal and Thrills because we also had a fun series that I'm not sure if it's been released or not yet. That kind of goes through in depth. Universal Orlando, Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure looking at all the different attraction shows and saying, hey, what's the reality of the thrills in this? Is it scary? Is it not? What is it? So we'll have those either already released or 
coming up for you soon there, but this is this is the fun one going along with it. So let's not waste any more time in this, and let's start getting into comparing Walt Disney World thrills to Universal Orlando thrills based on what this Nash Smart Guy says. Maybe we'll throw in some of the other posters there, too. So Nash Smart Guy is kicking off the list with The Mummy versus Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Oh, see, I thought Rock and Roller Coaster would have been compared to Rip Ride Rocket, but... So you don't think that comparing the thrill aspect of Mummy and Rock and Roller Coaster, Coaster, Rock and Roller roller Coaster, starring Aerosmith, is a fair comparison? I don't think so. Do you? I I want to hear your reasoning why. Um, I think because even though they're both two indoor roller, other than being two indoor roller coasters, it's kind of like. I don't know. Actually, maybe it is. I, I don't know. It's the upside down aspect. It, it feels like it's not like the. I think I don't know, Craig. Well, Nash Smart Guy says the Mummy is equal to Rock and Roller Coaster without the inversions, but with cool effects and stops and starts, including backwards. Yeah, but there's no stops and starts in Rock and Roller Coaster. I feel like they're two very different experiences. <laughs> okay, I haven't done these rides in a while. But I remember Rock and Roller Coaster being smooth and The Mummy being not so smooth. The Mummy definitely, uh, when it has its stopping moments, mm-hmm. like the m- one moment it, it comes to a complete halt, it is very punishing on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> not on your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I think I meant to say on your body yeah, at the same time, too. But yeah, it's a bit, of, a bit of a flub there. But no, uh, the, the Mummy <laughs> is, definitely has a couple moments where it feels a little bit intense. Rock and Roller Coaster, if you sit in the back, in any of the back half, it's an awful experience, and you know, for a launch coaster, you don't even like. A lot of people say, like, "Oh, I want to sit, I want to sit in the front or the back." In my opinion, on a launch coaster, really, the the best seat is right in the middle. That's the most, you know, that's kind of the the seat that gets the best of both worlds on it. It's different if it's a gravity coaster where you know it's you want that back because you're constantly being pulled over hills and stuff. Like think. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in that comparison, or or maybe you want the front row because you want you want you want to feel that pushing moment right as you get down to the bottom of the hill and get that extra thrill of being looking straight down and such. Uh, so, Rock and Roller Coaster, I think, depending if you sit in the back side, it's a little bit intense, middle kind of well rounded. Front row on Rock and Roller Coaster is not really that that bad either it's really that back half that's kind of bad but uh, it de- definitely in the way they jerk you around i would say they're pretty equal <laughs> in that regards but uh it's that rhino is still i'm gonna have to side with rhino on this two very different attractions yeah I, it's it's like the only thing that's similar is that they're inside and they're coaster based i guess because the the mummy tells uh, an actual like yeah i get that there is a story with rock and roller coaster but the mummy's telling a story as you're on the coaster yeah. it's a storytelling coaster whereas the rock and roller coaster like the story's already like done by the time you get on it that you're just in a car ride but i i'm confused what am i trying to award here which of the two attractions is better or well, which is more <laughs> which is scarier well first uh, the first the first part of this is seeing if we consider this an equal comparison no. in that regard. No. Would we say that there is a better comparison uh, for the mummy with something at Disney? 
That is a good question. Um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? No, no, no. I don't. See, I wouldn't even consider that. I think it's a little too smooth. If anything, I even though it's terrible, 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 I would say almost like the the bounciness of something like Primeval Whirl is a Ew. closer. Like the mummy? The mummy is a better, but I'm saying there are those, it's in terms of like hills and stuff with it and some couple stops. Not the spinning aspect of it, but in terms of intensity, if you're matching intensities, I would say they're too closer to each other. Mm, I don't know. Slinky Dog? Mm, no. No, no. No, I, no Slinky no. Dog's definitely more tame than this one. Yeah. Maybe there just isn't a direct comparison. Maybe there's not. I, I think it is. I think it's Seven Dwarfs, but okay. It's fine. I, fine. Been, I think Seven Dwarfs is a little less intense, but I still think it's a similar experience. I've had, it stops and goes and it tells the story. No, as you go. Rhino, I've had moments where I've been out walking on the street and that felt more dangerous <laughs> than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I'm pretty sure, like, uh, except for the one drop, you are moving. You can walk faster through that entire attraction. I guess, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's it's slow. But anyways, so, but with this, what Nash Mark I said, mummy or rock and roller coaster, if you could only have one. Mummy. Mummy? I agree with you. Yeah. Gotta get that mummy. Yeah. Gotta get that Brendan. Yeah, you gotta get Brendan Frazier. You gotta do it all. So, I think, in, in that comparison, mummy takes the cake. The or king the cake. cake. Mm. Or the Ooh, king cake. Coffee cake. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe okay. we should just had cake today. What about sesame cake? <laughs> Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm not going to throw back anymore, though. <laughs> yeah, that's an old school one. Okay. Very old school. Next one up. Uh, in this one, uh, this one is a little bit of a stretch here, but uh, Nash wanted to bring up Transformers and Spider Man because they are the same exact ride system, that moving motion simulator. In this case, said can't think of a wdw equivalent lots of screens in 3d while riding through in a vehicle but sort of like dinosaur no how dare you i get what he's saying though i get what you're saying like a motion simulator car are you going through okay okay well let's break it down to what it is what what would you how would you qualify transformers and spider-man the amazing adventures of spider-man because i know how i would qualify them i would call them moving motion simulators yeah and what would you qualify dinosaur as? Um, the best thing ever. <laughs> you want no. to know what I would qualify uh, I know, it no, as? I know. A moving motion simulator. Yeah, because it is a motion simulator. You are on a base that is moving The Jeep's not really around. driving. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is moving on that bus power track all throughout the attraction, but the, the, what the, you're feeling the hills and the in there is and the different. And the same thing goes for Transformers yeah, and Spider-Man. I can see that. I so, can see the, the ride vehicle of, like, especially Spider-Man. A lot of that traction, like, on the ground and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it, it literally even does that in Spider-Man. It makes the wheel sounds and stuff as you're, you're riding around in the scoop. So I think that's actually a very fair comparison in this case i wouldn't even compare if you're looking at transformers and spider-man i wouldn't even try to compare to anything else at walt disney world i think you kind of you already nailed it on the head with with saying dinosaur again two very different styles because yeah 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 sitting in a vehicle versus feeling like you're riding in that jeep and getting all nitty-gritty like it's time uh, traveling and one time traveling you know uh, it's one does definitely two different ride vehicles but ultimately the same it's the same kind of payoff in the the style or sense of the ride so i don't think we have to really judge them on is it a fair comparison and we don't have to think of anything else we would suggest but 
I, I'm going to throw Transformers Spider-Man. out the window. Spider-Man versus yeah. Dinosaur? You're going Spider-Man? I don't know. Ooh. It's it's hard. I, I'm thinking Spider-Man. You <sighs> I, oh, are on my, record saying Dinosaur I is know. your favorite attraction, what you consider to be Disney the best World, At Walt Disney World. At Walt Disney, Disney World. World. Although okay. I think the Rise of the Resistance is probably my favorite attraction at Walt Disney World now. But, <gasps> um, but I... It's tough. It's tough. It's I, I think that there's less that – I think that Dinosaur could start aging a lot more rapidly than Spider-Man is because I feel like Spider-Man is kind of timeless and I guess dinosaurs are also timeless. But I don't know. There's that – it's that hard aspect of like yeah. dinosaurs, they're physically there and you're physically in that environment. And Spider-Man, it's kind of like a, a – a, like you're in the environment, but then it's like projected, and you're with Spider-Man. And I just loved the Spider-Man animated series growing up so much that that's a good point. It's it's a tough one. It's it again. I feel like it is two different experiences. Yeah. But if they were like, "This is it, son. You've got one ride left, and that's it. You have to pick one of the two. It's a tough call. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough because I've always loved dinosaurs and time traveling. Yeah, I I will say the one the one thing that doesn't benefit dinosaur is the fact that if the animatronics aren't working well or at all that t-rex is never really, working who's eating the dinosaur in the beginning yeah, anymore if it's not working then it, it definitely loses on the experience where amazing adventures of spider-man doesn't you know sometimes some of the effects in there won't every now and off, then the box doesn't float yeah so there's a little stuff like that but in terms because the most of the visuals in that attraction are screens and not physical environments like dinosaur, it's a lot more reliable. You know, it's kind of, you have to look at it from a show perspective, which one's giving the better show every time. I would kind of edge towards Spider-Man. Well, because Spider-Man also takes multiple worlds and weaves them together. It takes that physical reality and then, like, you feel like you're there with this animated character, you know? And I also love the fact that we know (laughs) it's it's an attraction that can and has been upgraded, you know? It went from the original film projectors to saying, okay, it's we live in a different world now. It can't be this attraction anymore. We need to freshen it up and do 4K digital projectors, projectors, projections, projectors. I'm pro, pro, why, pro, pro, am I so screwed up over this? Let's let's take a running a running leap, a running yeah. running jump at it. But projectors, projectors. Pro, no, that doesn't feel right now either. It doesn't feel right. Does it tartar 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 sauce? Uh, yeah, it's like you know once it had that upgrade, felt fresh. What happens when they go through the next one? Uh, you know whether it's 8K beyond, who knows? Live action, live yeah, live action <laughs> could even be that too. But uh, yeah, I so ooh, it's tough. I think. I think, I, think, I think Spider-Man is just a little bit above – a little yeah. bit, a little bit for me. I'm, I'm edging towards Spider-Man as well too. Yeah. So uh, this – so Crino goes to Spider-Man in that occasion. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Okay. <laughs> this next one, it's a bit of a doozy. <laughs> in, in terms of stretching, this is definitely the biggest stretch that we are going to see in this entire episode. Fast and Furious, Supercharged, <laughs> Skull Island, Reign of Kong are sort of the same as Kilimanjaro Safaris. <laughs> what? They're both in a Jeep. <laughs> That's really and that's really the only comparison and we're not laughing at you nash smart guy if you watch this episode i just like that we get to we're essentially going to get to the point here especially with skull island reign of kong versus Kilimanjaro it is kind of like you are technically on safari yeah so uh in, all right actually there's some valid point yeah, raised here the poster yeah. says ride vehicles are driving inside on those two attractions fast and furious and kong but 
and surrounded by 3D screens versus Kilimanjaro Safari's obviously being in the real world. I'm going to scrap Fast and Furious from there and really do oh, Kong see, that's versus Safari's. That's the better comparison. Both single standalone vehicles. Uh, you know, obviously Kilimanjaro Safari's has a head up because they have a non-robotic driver and it's a real person and they're actually driving. Sometimes they are versus... more robotic than the robots. <laughs> Oh, that's harsh, man. That's, Sometimes. that's tough. That's it's happened tough. to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's happened to me, too, before where they don't really talk the entire time. Yeah. You can tell, like, you're having They'll a bad They'll just be like, day. sit down. <laughs> you're like, oh, sit down. Or I'm one of those. Giraffe. Reticulated. <laughs> yeah. Reticulated. That's a baobab tree. Sit down. <laughs> sit down. It's a termite mound. It's not real. <laughs> Stop it. the surprise. It's not real. Uh, but anyways... <laughs> Yeah, so um, I don't think there's any more fair comparison between the two, despite the fact that it sounds bonkers that we're even comparing comparing the two. But uh, yeah, you know, if you like safaris, why not try out Kong? Rhino, which one are you going to have to level I with? I feel like the safari, since I am in real life <laughs> seeing exotic animals that I would never <laughs> see otherwise. I mean, I will say, the Kong animatronic is super impressive. The final one, the, the big giant head, the big monkey. I always want to give him a but, hug. Yeah, even though he has no potty to to really hug, truly. I know, but his mouth, he but could eat you. He could. So, yeah, I think safaris is just going to have to kind of be better on this one. So, the Crino for... Moving around in a Jeep slowly, <laughs> in this case, goes to Kilimanjaro Safaris at Walt Disney World. So, there you have that. So, uh, next one, and this is one that I believe we probably made on the original show when I did it way back when. Uh, the Simpsons Ride versus Star Tours. So, mm. uh, in essence, you know, two very different things. Simpsons is a bunch of vehicles rising up all together into a giant IMAX dome where you can look around and you can see the other vehicles. Also very similar to Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, whereas Star Tours, uh, you are in a personal box as you are moving through this motion simulator and can't see any other vehicles around you, only what is on the screen in front of you. So, in essence, you know, two different things, but yes, the motion of the two is very, very similar in the fact that trying to accomplish the same thing a motion simulator making you feel like you're doing incredible things in areas that you're not actually at and always trying to choke down the vomit yeah well. and trying to make rhino sick and <laughs> fiasco sick and i'm just gonna say this here i wouldn't compare them to anything else i think they're the it's a fair comparison to the two and without a doubt Star Tours is so far superior. Well, I, I think just the uh, the fact that like Star Tours, you can have this randomized experience that it can kind of change multiple times while you do it yeah. too is 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 really cool too. And plus, I think because you're in the vehicle, it adds this element of like personalization to it. Like this is my Star Speeder versus like exactly you know it t- and that's the problem with the simpsons ride as much as i love it because i do think the I attraction think it's hilarious yeah the attraction is a love letter to that show but i get taken out of the experience every single time and that's like where i i love watching the back to the future the ride mm-hmm. special feature on my tv at home even though i'm not moving around with it i feel like i get the idea of the attraction but you know, it's when it's in that big giant room and you're looking around at everyone else, I feel like it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah. And I say the same thing about Despicable Me. It's not a personal experience, whereas something like Star Tours, you you know what? For all you know, 
you're not just raising up a slightly away from the the walkways and bouncing around you're actually in space yeah. or a different planet so you're part of the story you're helping the adventure yeah. so the adventure I, continue yeah in this case the award oh the crino goes best to- box making you sick <laughs> box car making you sick statues statues so I believe that's two two if if we're judging, but we're not. We're not. Are we judging? No, we're judging. Two, two. Which well, one you should go to? What's the point of playing a game if you're not yeah. keeping score? Ultimately, whatever one wins, that's the one you have to visit. So if you have a Universal Orlando vacation planned, I have to cancel it. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Let this. the Dreams agents at Dreams Unlimited <laughs> help you decide between attractions. Okay, next one up. Fan. <laughs> they wrote Fantastic Journey. I believe they meant Harry Potter in the Forbidden Journey. Uh, it is fantastic. And here's where here's where it gets dicey again. The poster compares it to soaring and slash flight of passage together, but it then admits the vehicles move on a track and flip you forward, sideways, and back, but mostly like with the soaring comparison, the feet dangling, but movement-wise, I think in terms of thrills, they compare it a little bit more to flight of passage in that regard. It's a I, tough comparison. I don't think there's anything like Forbidden Journey, so I think that's the that's the hard part with that comparison. I guess yeah. I guess I can kind of see like with some of the screen based parts of Forbidden Journey why that's compared to Flight of Passage, but I there's no, no. comparing. No, in terms of in terms of that, I think the cheese really does stand alone. Uh, I think fan, now I'm saying fantastic journey. Yeah. I wrote it down. Uh, Forbidden Journey is unlike anything else. Like you know, if Interventions was still around and we were saying like, oh, the sum of all thrills, then yeah, because that was also a kooka arm, a kooka arm shaking you around a lot, just wasn't moving around. So maybe you could give it that. But uh, and, you know, we we always outside of Forbidden Journey have told this before. We tried to compare it, saying like it's like. It's like the movements of Spider-Man, but you are on your feet are dangling like something like Soren, but it's intense. It's you have the restraint bar coming mm-hmm. down over you because it's not easy going in that sense, and you do flip you over onto backwards. your back yeah. at one point in time. So we try to explain it like that. So I guess I, I understand the scope. Actually, it's funny now to think about it. We we completely miss that. Simpsons is probably closer to Flight of Passage in that same stuff. Actually, yeah, I would say it definitely is. Now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, yeah, huh? Well, I'll be darned. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, two different ride vehicles, but the same idea of being able to be in this big giant green, and it even works for Soren too on different intensities, huh? What a funny world we live in. What a funny universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, universe. See what you did there? Universe. Yeah. Universe. So, you know what, though? They made the comparison. I feel like we made it enough to say that Forbidden Journey stands on its own. Soren and Flight of Passage, while as great as they are, might even be a better comparison to Simpsons. Craig, uh, I need you to tell me what the cheese stands alone is from. Isn't it a nursery rhyme? Yeah, yeah, but what's the rest of the rhyme? Because I am having a really hard time concentrating without remembering the rest of it. The I, cheese stands alone. Is it three blind mice? Uh, you know, it what? is. I think it is three blind mice. Because in my head, I'm like, what is no. the lyric? Uh, it's, it's the spaghetti meatball. It's hi ho the Dario. It's uh, 
The farmer in the dell, the farmer oh, in the dell, hi ho the dairy oh, the farmer in the dell, the cheese stands, stands alone. alone. Okay, okay, the cheese there stands it is. Alone. All right, all right. hi ho the dairy. Sorry, the it was one of those alone. things where I had just the little piece of that going in my head over and over and over and over again, and I was like, oh my god, this is like someone's <laughs> nails scratching my brain right now. <laughs> what a dumb thing to say! It doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. And I have in my entire life, I remember learning that song, being like, I don't get it. Why is the cheese alone? Oh. And what does the cheese have to do with the rest of the story? Is it because the cow makes? the cheese <laughs> i don't know I don't, i'm embarrassed that i just even said it out loud yeah. so uh look for our new podcast yeah. uh goosen goose <laughs> going through mother goose's <laughs> nursery rhymes yeah. uh anyways i'm gonna give this to forbidden journey they're getting the crino for the cheese stands alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the most singular attraction in a theme park goes to forbidden journey in this sense so uh this next one is a stretch that i'm not even willing to take uh because it is comparing harry potter and the escape from gringotts with the not even built Finish building the Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah. cosmic rewind coaster. Be like. We have no idea. So I'm gonna take that one and throw in something that wasn't comparis- compared. I said comparison, but something that wasn't compared. I'm gonna throw up uh, Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure. Oh no, wait. Versus. I thought you were gonna say the Slinky Dog Dash. Obviously, the winner here is Hagrid's, but I do think I do think they're of uh i I, they're both family coasters yeah they can be enjoyed by many ages not all ages but many ages uh there are multiple you know there are launches that add that level of excitement in both hagrid's has a little bit more in terms of the intensity in that regards because uh you know hagrid's does have the spike it has the section where you completely drop down Mm. all your vehicles drop in a free fall drop so a little bit more but then both also have you know it's twists and turns obviously hagrid's got some of the animatronics and scenery that was sadly missing from uh slinky dog dash but i think they're a fair comparison i I, yeah i'd I'd say i'd say that that's the closest thing at disney to it i i think if the only other thing would be like everest but i don't even think i think everest is kind of different but yeah it's definitely Hagrid's, even if I was comparing it to Everest, too. I would still pick Hagrid's, just so you know. I only I only threw in Everest because of the Yeti is technically an animatronic, right? Cool. He is? Yeah. I mean, a non-moving one, but yeah. he is. Thanks. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, with that comparison, it's a close one because I do enjoy – I, I, I get that Slinky dumb dog. smile on my face yeah. every time I write Slinky Dog. It dash always has that twist where you come around at the top and you're like, oh, this is way more intense than I thought it was. Just go, wee. But not really. And you're like, oh. wee. I also like the launch, the second launch. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, man. Hang okay. on. Okay, hang on. But, yeah, I'm going to give it to Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. They leave off with Flight of the Hippogriff, and they compared the it to Goofy's Sky School. Yeah. Clearly, it's uh, oh, not. Yeah. I'm hoping that they meant Barnstormer, and they just used Disneyland's Goofy Sky School as the name, but they meant the Barnstormer. I'm assuming that's what it meant, because literally, like, Flight of the Hippogriff and then Woody Woodpecker's uh, Nuthouse Coaster are the exact same as as um, Barnstormer. So, which Barnstormer also stars Goofy. So, Goofy's one of the rare characters to have multiple roller coasters themed after him. That's what you Good get when Goofy. they draw you like a hobo. <laughs> 
strong words from a strong man there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, which, which would you rather have, a hippogriff or a barnstormer? Hippogriff. Any particular reason? I uh, no. I just think I think that I think the when I walk up to Flight of the Hippogriff, I think uh, visually it, it's better themed mm-hmm. with what it is. Mm-hmm. I, Goofy's only has the one part where you go through the body. Oh, I'm all right. See that to me is an easy comparison because Hippogriff is situated upon a hill, so you get this beautiful view looking yeah. out at islands of adventure, and especially like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Goofy Sky School, or gosh, now I'm stuck saying it because I'm reading it. The Barnstormer, what do you look at, Dumbo? We look at Mad Tea Party. You look at Tron Mine Train, okay. saying, why couldn't I get that Mine Train Fast Pass? Instead, I'm stuck riding this little roller coaster right next door. For 10 seconds. <laughs> so, Hippogriff all the way. And if you're I'm, Craig, you'll get out of the ride before it's over. Yep, happened once. <laughs> Proud of it, too. Uh, okay, so I'm going back to Forbidden Journey before we end this episode. Before we end it. Going back to Forbidden Journey, and it was compared to Soren Flight of Passage. We gave it ultimately as the Cheese Stands Alone Award to Forbidden Journey. But I think both Walt Disney World currently has a Cheese Stands Alone attraction, and so does Universal Orlando. Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance, the Cheese Stands Alone, versus versus Forbidden Journey at Universal, where the Cheese Stands Alone, which is the ultimate Cheese Stands Alone attraction. It's a tough one. Do, 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 I think do, I like do, Rise do, of the Resistance. Do, 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 I've only done do, Rise of the Resistance do, four times, though. Do, boom, I've done, boom. I've done uh, Forbidden Journey, like, I don't know, a hundred something times at this point. Yeah. It's a tough one because the Kuka arm, I like, the, I like that aspect and the animatronics, but there's a, a lot less screen stuff in the other. Well, there is screen stuff. They're not say that there isn't. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I think I like. I, I think I'm leaning toward Rise. Maybe yeah. uh, it, it's hard because even when you look at the queue, you know the. I would mm, feel like everything true. up to like and through the greenhouse portion of the queue is very similar to uh, is very similar to like when you're going through the Resistance Force in base. Yeah. But then once you hit the point where like you're going through Dumbledore's office and yeah. Defense Against the Dark Arts, that's essentially pre-shows along the same lines as something you would see with, you know, in, in terms of the first briefing by Ray. Right, yeah. And yes, that's more impressive now because we've known the Harry Potter technology for so long and seen it in other stuff. But then they, you know, they use that same kind of technology then when you're in the interrogation room with Kylo Ren mm. and and General Hux. So you even get that. You know, you have the same idea. It's just in the middle. They throw in another little simulator ride. It rise of the resistance where Forbidden Journey does not have. And then, have you heard what happens when it doesn't work? No, it's terrible. Okay, what so if that if that speaking of that little simulator ride, and this is this is where I think there's a little benefit here in the Harry Potter one, but uh, they just walk you directly in from where Poe's X-wing is outside of the Resistance mm-hmm. Bates into the. Um, uh, what what are those called? Star destroyers. Yeah. Ooh. Like, I would just, I would probably be pretty furious. I'd be like, just let me come back. Yeah, well, that seems like the type of mistake that would have to take the attraction down. But then if it's down, that's what then it was people get mad. To, I guess. Yeah, and that's Ugh. that's it's a that yeah. double edged sword. And I'd I'd rather be like told the attraction was down than go through it that way. Yeah, I, I kind of have to side with you a little bit on that. But I guess ultimately, if you're breaking down the ride portion. 
Forbidden Journey or the ride portion of Rise of the Resistance? Which would you rather have? I don't know. I want. I think Rise. I think Rise because even with all the lights on, you're still in the Star Destroyer. And you're like, I could get out and roam around in here and it would be the coolest thing. Whereas, like, unfortunately, I was on Forbidden Journey once and the lights came on. And I do think it is incredibly impressive how that ride is yep. made and perceived and like lighting is a big part of that but there's like nothing around you yeah. even though you feel like you are fully enveloped i if the tough part for me is i think for a first time ride the first time i rode rise of the resistance the ride portion versus the first time i rode the ride portion of forbidden journey forbidden journey i had no idea what was going on i didn't know if i was on a roller coaster track i didn't know mm-hmm. i knew it was obviously a simulator but i had not researched the attraction i knew nothing about it so i didn't understand how i was making the movements yeah how were you going i was doing and moving seamlessly into those those uh, carousel screens and such like i didn't understand how it was happening Mm -hmm. where rise it was pretty it's pretty straightforward that okay i'm in a I'm in a trackless ride vehicle, and even though yeah. it is trackless, you can still clearly see the floor where it's, gonna go, where yeah. it's going to go. It's just about the the physical sets along the entire way with then slightly using screens, whereas Forbidden Journey is a complete 50-50 mix of screens with animated sets at the same time, too. But uh, So for a first-time ride, I think Forbidden Journey is more impressive, but I think Rise of the Resistance has more rewritability. In the mm-hmm. long run. So I would have to – for the, the Cheese Stands Alone award. It's a, it's a tough one. I think Rise of the Resistance would ultimately win the Cheese Stands Alone award. But I still – I think the Cheese still stands alone with Forbidden Journey too. If it was, was only your first ride and based all on that, I think Forbidden Journey's going to leave you asking more questions and leave you thrilled. But Rise yeah, of the Resistance – I can see that. I would, I would agree to that run. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really a moment – in the ride, there in I guess yeah, I see what you're saying. 100, percent I agree with that. Good. So I'm calculating the totals. We have one for Universal. We have two for Universal. We have one for Disney. We have two for Disney. We have three for Disney. We have four for universal five universal sneaks away with this one five four oh hopefully i mean it kind of had to on this one otherwise uh, i don't think i don't think this show would be able to go on yeah i was gonna say so what would be the point we gotta close up top we tell you just go to go to disney get out get out be gone be gone with you uh and of course there's still plenty more comparisons we didn't get into like cali river rapids versus uh popeye and bluto's build trap barges of course dudley do right rips off falls versus splash mountain there's still plenty more this is just the list they came up with so i thought it would be fun to take all the hard work they did and then make it uh, easy on us so that is it that's the crino awards for you and just remember the cheese stands alone in this one so uh i there's nothing else to say with this one except head over to disboards.com and get in on those discussions today about universal orlando help you plan your next trip and of course you can also get help and guidance in planning your next universal orlando vacation by visiting dreamsunlimitedtravel.com uh, they're the experts 
can help you plan the perfect Universal Orlando vacation, uh, including vacation packages, theme park tickets, hotel rooms only. They can help you with all of that. And, you know, they're going to look out for discounts to get you the best price as well with your Universal Orlando vacation. And they're all experts in Universal, uh, the agents that we have selling it. So you don't even have to wonder, like, do they know anything at all? They do. Trust me. So, again, head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. They can help you today. But that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, of course, if you need any extra information, head over to disunplugged.com, home of our show notes page for the show and all the others on the Disunplugged Podcast Network. And then you can find links to our social media and beyond. And if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe, hit that bell so you get notified when we have new videos. Leave us comments and questions and hit that thumbs up if you're listening to this on Apple, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Go ahead and uh, make sure you are subscribed and leave us ratings and reviews when possible, please. So that is finally it for this episode. We'll see you again with another episode soon. But until remember, we still haven't changed the name. (laughs) 